0: Welcome to another episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast, your home for Section 6 Wrestling Talk, right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and very excited to be with you today. It's been an interview that I've wanted probably since I started this show. A long time coming, and with a good friend who I've known for, we just calculated the years, 12, 13 years or so. Uh, But everybody, please welcome to the show, Grand Island Wrestling's head coach, Craig Hotplate. Craig, how you doing, my friend? Doing Awesome. (laughs) thanks for coming on thanks yeah. for taking time out of your day to come on for sure looking forward to it Oh, how's uh how's your summer going so far well
1: usually I'd be out on the road uh seeing concerts and having fun this year a little different a little different <laughs> but enjoying it as much as possible i doing a lot of biking and trying to stay healthy and that stuff but split wood yeah as best as
0: so. really as best as you can it's uh
1: Making the best out of
0: it. You have to. You have to. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, you're seeing. Uh, I mean, right now is a big off season for a lot. Of, off season, right? That's something you preach all the time, and it's it's completely changing wrestlers. Uh, their off season routine. It's it's really unfortunate. I hope things eventually get back on track. But um, today, I just, I wanted to talk to you about your career because you've had a you've had a you've been around Section Six wrestling for a long time. For sure. For, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and. How long have you been head coach at Grand Island now?
1: Um, seven or eight years. I, I, don't, I don't keep you track keep of track the stats of it, and stuff. But roughly, roughly yeah. then. Okay. So
0: the reason why i wanted this interview, one, because I consider – Coach Hoplite, uh, very good friend of mine too. Uh, over the last decade, you have helped turn Grand Island into a section, legit Section Six powerhouse, and that's not to take away from any previous regimes. Um, you know that, that came before you at Grand Island, but it's been cool watching you guys constantly competing for the NFL title and, and right up there, sectional titles. Uh, you have sent a lot of kids to the state championship. You know sectional finalists and state championships uh, over the last well over your entire tenure. So it's really cool. So I just kind of wanted to talk to you about all that today um, and, and get uh, pick your brain a little bit. Pick your brain a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, um, I showed up at Grand Island, uh, I don't know, let's just say eight years for, I think it might be even nine. I think it might be nine years. Okay. I showed up at Grand Island as a JV coach after taking a year off of coaching, and uh, I was working with Chris Chachosky, and he's, he's a wonderful human, great guy, uh, great to have in the room. And... Uh, he was awesome, a mentor in ways. Told me the got me to up to speed on the track wrestling and the computer stuff that goes along with this. Now it's very tech savvy now, very mm-hmm. tech savvy. <laughs> and um, when I started at Grand Island, we only had we started the season with thirteen kids on the team, <sighs> and we finished with eleven. And but on that team, we had eleven kids that did go to the sectional meet, and that was the last time we were at. uh UB oh okay, so we were okay. at UB as a combined combined group, and um, we did send someone to states that year uh, as, a, as an alternate as a wild card, and that was uh, the year, the TJ Acker year okay, so six months fast forward wrestling season's over, Chris calls me and says, listen i'm uh, I don't have the time for it I don't want to do it uh, Grand Island would like to hire you as the head coach and I said I can't answer you without talking to my my better half, and uh, I went in and talked to my wife. And within an hour, I think we kind of came to grips that that's something I was going to do, and it was cool uh, right out the gate. Lots of things changed. Right, I started to uh, preach off season and um, preach the importance of you know enjoying the sport. You know, it's important to like it.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. While working hard at it, and that was one of the the, the coolest things I, you know, I, I've seen from the culture that you've created at Grand Island. And we're gonna go deeper into that. We're gonna go through Coach Hoplite's story. Um, but yeah, when I was in high school, you very rarely, you know, if you never, sometimes never, you never seen Grand Island wrestlers do an off season. At least I didn't.
1: No, you didn't. It was a
0: very common thing. Uh, and then now. You guys are everywhere. You're setting up. You know, you guys are setting up at the uh, elementary school. I'd come in for workouts there, and uh, your kids would be at Power Cats, you know, doing Team Niagara stuff, and uh, just very, very busy. Which, which is, uh, which is good. That's how you change a culture. Is you, you, you get kids doing it year-round and having fun doing it too. So, uh, I mean, every time, every time I walked into your guys' wrestling room. Every single time, your kids are just a bundle of joy to be around. Just having, but they were having fun, but they were working hard at the same time, and it's so important.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like I, have always been the uh, one of those guys that oh, I want to preach positivity and, <laughs> and be positive. Right. Try and stay out of the negative zone, and uh, the kids respond well to that. It's been great, you know. And the coaches that uh, have jumped on board with me, Coach Steve Liebler and yeah. Max and Anthony those guys have been um they've been a blessing they jumped they i mean they they didn't fight me uh they weren't <laughs> they didn't fight me on on some of my policies but, Right. uh running run, a dictatorship over a great <laughs> no but like the, you know like my coaching philosophy's always been i uh i don't want to ever kick a kid out of the room for being negative right. i don't want to kick a kid out of the room for uh missing a practice or not being a hundred percent in because those, are the kids I think that you want to like keep in the room because yeah, uh, if you
0: let them go, that's set them up for tr- perhaps trouble. Yeah. They yeah.
1: could find something negative to get into. And, um, and that was kind of hard for, uh, younger coaches at first to hear. Right. Cause the coaches that we had when we were in school were the type of guys that were, don't talk back to me or you're gone. And, uh, And that is not the that's not at all how I want to be. I don't want to be seen as "don't talk back to me or you're gone" type guy. I would rather, hey, let's let's figure this out. Let's
0: talk about it. Let's have a mature discussion. You know, so that's fair. That's a very different philosophy, but I I I respect it, especially I don't know, just learning to communicate. It's such a big issue nowadays, and I, I. you know, a lot of kids, they just, they don't know how to, I feel like they don't know how to communicate properly. Uh, with adults, it it's always seems like a, just, a, just a very weird relationship between students and, and teachers in some regard.
1: Well, you know, you, <clears throat> not tooting my horn at all because numbers are numbers, and it's generally the kids who do the recruiting. But, you know, when we started off, as a, when I was JV, we started off with 11. The following year, we had 13. The following year we had eighteen. I mean it's just been climbing until we've hovered between anywhere from like thirty-four to twenty-four. Yeah,
0: you're sending out full varsity and J V lineups, yeah, which is which is great to see.
1: It's 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 great. I've had some kids quit and not come back. And uh, what's interesting is I've created a relationship with even those kids that quit. You know, like when I find out they're playing other sports you know, I told them as they quit, I said, you guys man up and tell me you're not interested. I'm still going to be a fan. Right. You know, I like you as a person. Yeah. And I've been to some of their uh, other athletic stuff, and it's been pretty cool.
0: No, it's it's good to have that relationship. You see some, there's been, some, I've seen some relationships where it's like, oh, you don't want to wrestle. I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I kind of don't care where, where you're headed in that life. And it will in life. And I think that's, uh, it's. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that it happens that way. I have seen it happen a few times, but it's important. I think it's important because kids need that that like that guidance that it's okay to not do something that somebody wants you to do and that they, they can still – you can still have a relationship. You know what I mean?
1: So I had this young man on my team when I was uh, – I want to say it was my third year there. Okay. And it was the first year we could probably put a full team together and um, – I'm going to go. His name was Joe Boyko. He was a freshman. Okay. He was a 106 pounder and he went like, I think he went 20 and 15. Like he was just slightly above average. Right. But at the end of the year, he got it. Like he was smacking people that he had lost to earlier in the season. And he ended up placing, I want to say placed fifth in the section as a freshman and only had done modified wrestling. That's awesome. So, but at the beginning of the next year, he told me he didn't want to wrestle. And he came in and talked to me about it. And I said, okay, well, we are, uh, we're always going to be a fan, blah, blah, blah. I'll hit you up at the beginning of next year. Right. Fast forward. And I hit him up at the beginning of the next year. And I said, listen, if you, if you want to give it another try, the door is not shut. Right. Come in and give it another try. All I ask is you give me three solid days. If you, at the end of those three days you still want to go, you don't even have to say goodbye. And he didn't stay, but he definitely came out for those three days. He that's, tried. That's, that's he like, tried. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, he gave you a chance. He gave you a chance, which is really cool. Because yeah. a lot of kids would be like, "eh," or they said they they, they would come and they just wouldn't show up. And um, I can I've definitely seen that before. Uh, so very very cool. So I mean, we're gonna get more into your high school tenure, um, your coaching career, but I want to go back to your own high your own wrestling career. Um, I've heard rumors that uh, I know you're you're pretty you know, pretty jacked guy right now. You used to wrestle 99 pounds way back in the day? I (laughs)
1: wrestled... It was lightweight. You were lightweight. My freshman year, I wrestled 119. 119, okay. And um, I struggled horribly to make weight as a 119 pounder. And uh, I don't... We had NFLs back then versus class. Okay. And when we went to the NFL meet, I didn't place. And so my season was over shorter at, at the shorter than it should have been and um, about a week later I went from 119 and I think I weighed 145 <sighs> within a week just and eating or just, just it just made growth it, spurt it just was eating and uh, maybe I was a little dehydrated for a long period of time. yeah counting the weight yep and it was uh it was pretty cool to watch the growth because that's when I started lifting weights okay in my freshman year and right when foot, right when uh, wrestling was over, I went from 119 to 177 the following year. Ooh. And Ooh, man, to be honest, I didn't carry much. I, I was thin then. You,
0: you were still you were comfortable though. It wasn't yeah. like a, you know, you just blew up. You just you did blow up, but not like in a in a I'm bad so, way. Yeah, you were comfortable.
1: Right. So I gained a boatload of weight, and I uh, wrestled fine between. Uh, I think I dipped down to 155 at one point. Okay. But I wrestled anywhere from 155 to 177. And then the following year, I wrestled 77 and then 215 as a senior.
0: 215 as a senior? Okay.
1: You know, and I, I had some success as a junior and a senior. Okay. So, just uh, like many people's careers. You were
0: coached by the Prices, right? Yeah. The Prices, right. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I didn't even do that on
0: purpose. Uh, man, what was it like wrestling for them?
1: Well, um, they, were, uh, they were different. They were different and they, um, not everybody understood their, uh, their mental game when I was in school. Right. They were, um, I believe Bruce was probably booted out of, Bruce was the older brother. He was probably booted out of almost every tournament that <laughs> I went to and some matches. Right. And right. I remember thinking like, you know, if this guy wasn't such a great coach, like, cause he really helped me a ton. Right. And, uh, went to camps with them and he was really, a uh, Really knowledgeable. I can
0: attest to them being they're they're, going the extra they're mile. Awesome. Yeah. But
1: I remember thinking, like, God, this is so tough to deal with, you know? Because if everywhere you go, and I got, uh, and and Stu was a, still a, a good dear friend of mine. He's uh, helped me with my career. We coached together for years at Leupold. Yeah. We've done a lot, a lot of stuff together. He's a. He, they're both just great, knowledgeable coaches. Just they. Played to their own tune, and, you know, and some liked it, some didn't. Right. I just happened to be one of the guys that thought, yeah, I can hang with these guys. So I, I, I did, and they're good people. I got, I got uh, what I would call being Bruce. Being Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Explain. <laughs> being Bruce is like uh, how he would have – the reasons why he got kicked out of tournaments, there were so many of them, but the reasons were is that he flipped his lid. And uh, when I was coaching at Grand Island and he was coaching at uh, Orchard Park, he had a pretty good wrestler, and so did I. And his wrestler beat mine pretty handily, but mine was in it to win it and Mm. was roughing his guy up a little bit. Right, right. And then it was still a time where you were supposed to shake the kids' hands after the matches, and Bruce refused to shake my wrestler's hand. Oh. And then my wrestler said some choice things and got kicked out of the tournament which also kicked him out of our next duel. Oh boy! And so, you know, what was nice is I've known Bruce forever, and so our friendship uh, prevailed. The next day, he apologized and said, "You know what? We are." I go, "We are the adults here, right?" So I'm sorry if there's anything I can do. Let me help. Okay, I said, okay, I'll take that. He's a, he's a good man. He's a good
0: man. No, I've always been very fond of the prices. Uh, i would known Stu more so, but being at Loopport, because mm-hmm. when my brother started going to your, uh, the the youth program there, I kind of stepped in and helped coaching. And Stu would pull me to side. He'd he'd, he'd uh, you know we do like separate workouts and stuff. Right, help. And he was just a, he was a great mentor. So I can see, you know, I I, I can. I can relate to you in that regard. Full of knowledge. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Just always offering something, you know, giving me like this old school perspectives on certain things, certain, um, you know, setups. And and I was like, oh. And I I honestly have to – I would attest a lot to him. Uh, you know of my personal success to him and now uh, of course you know you and coach Ubert and everybody who took the time out to work with me at Loopport, uh chinchetti yeah. uh, you know what i mean everybody I, I have to uh you know attribute a lot of my success to them because they did take the time to work out with you know work with me and help me be better uh bruce i only worked with a uh, a little bit i think i went to orchard park for one of the uh he was doing off-season workouts at one point, and I worked with him a little bit there. Uh, I see him at tournaments all the time. He's always, you know, quick to say hello and uh, and whatnot. But
1: yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Just being on the other side of his temper, <laughs> it, it's great when you're on his side. It's great when you're on his side. It was I, different. <laughs> like when I was going into my senior year, he had uh, I had tore. Uh, Whole bunch of stuff up in my knee right and I wasn't sure I did it the first week of football and I wasn't sure I was going to make it on the mat and uh rehabbed everything and um my knee got a little in my head for the first half of the season but um nonetheless I, I had a decent senior year and had some fun with it and you know um uh, I had a blast I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything right
0: no without a doubt so what uh so after high school, did you wrestle? You wrestled collegially did. or I where'd did. you go to?
1: I wrestled at Teal College for uh, not a full year. I went in. Um, I didn't wrestle my my uh, freshman year because I was still angry at the sport. Understandably, I wish I would have done better. Right,
0: like, a lot of regrets. A lot, a lot of, of I you know, what do they call them? Uh, there's a, there's a certain phrase for I, it completely, it's escaping my mind but I know what you mean you know, yeah a lot of regrets a lot of uh, what ifs what ifs that's yeah, the phrase yeah I was
1: just yeah. little angry about not finishing the way I should have and um, so I just said okay I'm done with this for a while but I did um, I did go back my sophomore year that was probably the last time I shaved my beard <laughs> <laughs> and, it is very nice it's a, it's you, a lovely beard yeah sure <laughs> and uh, um. I wrestled for about a half a year. I trained with, uh, I was approaching 197. Um, I probably started the season out weighing about 230. Okay. And I ended my stopping about maybe 204, 205. Okay. So I had lost a whole bunch of weight, and I was creeping down to 197. I did a couple open tournaments at heavyweight, and I just realized I can't do heavyweight. Our 197-pounder was an All-American, and I trained with him every day, and at which helped me and helped him because something I preach and something I truly believe in was, and it, maybe I got it from there, who knows, all I could think about was scoring a point on him, like a legit point. Right. And, you know, probably every 10 goes, I would get a point. Get on something him. on him, yeah. And so I busted my butt just trying to get, just to score a point, and Every day I worked that hard just to score one point. Yeah, and he, I made him work that hard to to help so his we, own tenure out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he he was good dude. And what was his name? Uh, Mazzacco.
0: Mazzacco. Okay, yeah, at Teal he, College.
1: Yeah, he placed I want to say eighth, eighth at the uh, so he all American in the last spot.
0: Okay. Well, still, that's pretty awesome, though. No, it's it's important. That's always important to have those relationships, and and even for you, you know yourself to kind of push him. I understand. I can definitely understand the uh, the not wanting to wrestle heavyweight in college. That was a huge. It was a huge like game changer for myself because because um, I was two fifteen in high school as well. I went to two eighty five, and I was just like my my wrestling style while. It was like it had to change a little bit. Yeah, it was you just very no different.
1: Shoot those super doubles! Anymore.
0: No, I used to, that was my that was my go-to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had all that stuff, but everyone's like, oh, you know, if a big guy lands on you, you're done. And I didn't believe him until I took a shot and they sprawled and yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I can relate. I can relate to that.
1: Yeah, I remember wrestling at 285, weighing like 205. Yeah. And being that's stuck on that's... the bottom. I wrestled this guy named Mike Proper. He went to t- he went to Teal. And so we were all in the same We – three heavyweights all went into the same open tournament. Right. And uh, so I had to wrestle one of my own teammates, and Mike Proper was my height. And when he came into the season, he was 3'10". <sighs> so he had this big, ginormous belly, and when he got down to 285, he had me by 80 pounds and just stuck his belly on my back, and I was so stuck. I couldn't move. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Uh, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> So that's, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't regret anything I did in, in college. I didn't, you know, there's nobody's fault why I stopped. It just, it was just just time. Just
0: time. No, nope. yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely, uh, I,
1: I can understand that. Uh, so how long between
0: college, uh, how long after college did you decide to kind of want to get back around the sport?
1: Well, I got married uh, quickly after college, and uh, we moved to Albuquerque, my wife and I, and... uh. Had a great time out there, spent a couple years out there, Okay. had a blast. And we moved back into the area uh, probably three years after we got married and um, moved here, and Bruce looked me up, and we started refereeing wrestling. So we took the classes and... I refereed for youth or high, uh, high, school? high school.
0: Okay. I was gonna say youth. Oh boy. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do youth stuff. Like it, I just see it and I cringe. I, I just, I, am I'm, I'm all for youth wrestling, but man, those are, they're like going to Bill's games. Like it's just, it's just hectic. It's insane. Yeah. It's mind numbing. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I hooked up with Bruce again and, um, we started doing, uh, the same tournaments and spending time again together. And, uh, I rest I refed for five years and it just I and I don't mean this to be a cut on the way things were run in the are uh, in the refereeing right. world. It just uh it felt like no matter how good I got, there were still guys that were older and a bit around. They had seniority. They had seniority and it never looked like I was going to be an A official. I was what they call an A B official. Okay. So I could do varsity matches, but they would probably get someone else first. Right, right. So yeah, it's, it, a tough,
0: no, no, uh, no it's a tough... No advancement. That's a tough thing, to built to swallow. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: I mean, even at the... I mean, I, I did plenty of varsity matches my last couple of years, and then it's just like, okay, whatever. And so I kind of was falling out of that, and uh, that's when Hoover, Hoover said to me one day, walking through the hallway, we both worked at the Blueport uh, um, Middle, he said, are you interested in coaching? And I said... Yeah, um, he goes, okay, you're in, and he threw me a T-shirt. <laughs> it was, like, that easy, and uh, it was, like, that interesting. You know, like, it, we we had talked and, you know. In passing and yeah. stuff, yeah. But it was quick, and then we had, I mean, we had a good run when we were there. I loved, like, it's
0: fun to look back at those port teams from, from back then. The, uh, I mean, the growth, and, I mean, you guys had a, a I think I don't want to undercut you. I would say probably like a three, four four-year stretch where you guys were near the top of the the NFL. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are good. The, a i I mean, we weren't. I don't think we we didn't beat Wheatfield until. Um, uh, maybe my, last year there. Okay. And then, uh, and then I I left. Right. I left. Somebody else wanted the job that worked at Loopart. So. Oh, the, right, right. And um, so, I really. Yeah it was just like a, it was a quick exit. I'm done. So. I got you. And I took a year off, and Grand Island has worked out. Yeah, so. No without
0: a doubt. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, that, that lineup of kids that I that could, team had I tell it's you this. insane.
1: When you go through and you I've talked to some of those past wrestlers, and I'm glad you brought this group up because I got a story about you oh boy oh it's a a wonderful oh i'm sure i'm sure it is i'm sure (laughs) in all honesty we were um our you go to our weakest link a guy that uh like he was a fantastic wrestler just didn't know how to finish right our weakest links would have been they were they were starters for every team like they were great wrestlers just they weren't like the joe hills and the Tom Patty, Bashar, Bashar's right. You know, we had Danny Reagan, the Cromer brothers, <sighs> DJ Marshall, you know.
0: That camaraderie man, that there's I mean, those guys are still close to this day. Yeah. I, I, mean, I hear them I see I see them on social media and stuff and are they talking hanging out in public. It's really cool to see how close
1: they are now and, and they were close back then too. I could say this is some of our like one of our guys on the team who, you know, showed all this promise and probably was one of my favorite kids. To work with all the way through uh, was Joe Melcher. I don't know if you remember Joe Melcher. He's I your don't, age. but I, I might have heard the story. He I might little, have heard the story. He was a little guy, and uh, I think it, we were wrestling. I th- want to say we were wrestling niagara Weefield, and um, he just did just couldn't get pinned. So he was wrestling one of Weefield's better kids, and he just couldn't get pinned, and that was why you that was the difference in winning and losing. Right. And uh, Joe Melcher was. Just a tough guy. Just a tough guy. And he he was an above average wrestler. Did did fairly well. I thought he would have done great from the way he was you know, came through as our modified and younger wrestling. But as a senior, I don't know if he lost a little interest, but his heart was still in wrestling and who knows. He just it just didn't pan out for him. Right. Tough weight class, I don't know. It is
0: yeah, those are some tough weight classes too. It is understandable.
1: But one of my favorite guys, Joe Melcher, Danny Raybon, some of the guys that uh weren't our superstars were so easy to be around and they enjoyed wrestling because of what for whatever reason we had a probably
0: the camaraderie the the
1: the
0: the the, the team that goes a long way I think for a lot of kids having a good camaraderie it'll keep them around longer for for a lot of those kids you know some kids do it just to do it
1: so you were a senior when maybe Ethan Stack was a senior.
0: Uh, I was a year behind him, so he graduated my junior year. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, uh, that's when that was my. That, that was my first.
0: first year. year. Okay.
1: And Ethan was a, a really good friend to his father and family, and um, good person. Yeah.
0: Um, I liked Ethan a lot. Yeah.
1: Good guy. Good guy. Tough kid too. Tough kid. Another kid that just, man, for whatever reason, it just didn't pan out at the end. Like he was good. <laughs>
0: Just didn't work out. He could. I know. I remember his senior year. I was like, I was pumped to wrestle him because I had heard he was like. I think I met him for the first time at Maryvale. I think it was the Maryvale tournament. You guys, uh, Lupo brought a couple kids, and he was like sitting at like eight and zero or something at that time, and I was like, oh man, I'm chomping at the bit to, to to wrestle him. And he was cool, man. We 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 wrestled. We wrestled hard. Um, you know, I got him, but like still, like we had this like friendship, and it was like cool because. We can go talk to each other off the mat, and when we come in together, uh, you know, we're on the mat. We're we're out there just beating the crap out of each other, uh, and we did that three times that year. Three times, it was uh, it was cool. I, I, I respect Ethan a lot. Ethan so was good.
1: Here's like like this brings me to the story. All right, so um, at a JV tournament at Niagara Falls, and you were either a junior or a senior, and it was when you had your first taste of success. Right. But everybody knew who you were. You were a big name in the area. It was a good feeling. It was a good feeling. feeling. Yeah. (laughs) And um, Bashar Saruji was a couple years behind you. And he looked at you like, I want to be like that. And I said to him, well, your season's almost over. Go ask him. Right. And you gave him the perfect advice. You said you got to practice at least twice a week. And you gotta put in twenty five matches in the off season. Yeah, and if you put in, that's like a full season. You that's it was so important. It was
0: really cool when you know he kind of approached me about that. I was never shy. Like there's some guys who are very standoffish, like very knowledgeable wrestlers who are standoffish when people who they may deem below them. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, eh. but I I don't know. I I was taken aback when I when I started wrestling. My first year of R.C. It was my sophomore year, and we went down to Web, we went to Webster, and the Fredonia and Frewsburg programs were like, they're two fifteen pounders, beat me up real good. But then after the match, they pulled me aside and were giving me advice, and the coaches were as well. They're like, "Oh, you should have done this, this, you know, remember this for next time," and I was like, "I want to be like those guys." So it was like a chain thing. Uh, I never turned away, like. People giving advice, you know, I'm, I'm there's no expert, but I still want it. I, I still live like that to this day. I still want to see people succeed, and it was really cool because me and Bashar have been pretty tight since you know, since those days.
1: Yeah, he just opened the door. And I thought, it, I when I looked at when I heard what you said, I was like, that was perfect, that's all he needed to hear. Yeah, and you know, he was a hard worker, did real well. His career was, was he good. was,
0: he made it to uh, he made it to the states. Did he go tw- yeah. it was twice? Yep, it was twice. Uh, I remember I came in, I, I got to do some work with him, and I think it was in, at it was either in college or just past at that point. I remember Hockenberry was asking me to come in, Hoover would ask me to come in, and I I go and roll around with him a little bit, and it's it's been cool because we've always had this this tightness from wrestling, this tight, cool relationship from wrestling. Uh, it's always been a good, good feeling with him.
1: Good big wrestlers are hard to find, people who you want to <laughs> be around and, and be respectful and all that. Yeah. And uh, you certainly had an impact on... Many of the big guys in this area. I'm happy. I'm happy to have done that. Happy to have been able to do that. Um, so that was my, my Leuport experience was awesome. We had a great time. I still am in contact with a lot of those guys. And Good. Um, you know, uh, with, with Hoover, we coach against them, but we're still buddies, and it's fun time.
0: No, without a doubt. Uh, so all this preparation. So going into, like you said, well, you went over to Grand Island. Uh, you said you had a year at JV. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that transfer? You just kind of apply because you're still you were still teaching at Lupert, right?
1: Uh, I teach at I teach for Niagara Leans Boces. Okay. okay. um I finished my days at Louport when I was because uh, we had some classrooms in the building. Right. So i had finished my days there when I was coaching there, and um, now uh, I finish my days at the Niagara Academy and drive to Grand Island. So we start our practices at uh, 3:30 because of that. Right. So it's a little different. We run our program a little different, but it also that uh that makes it easier for our the kids that go to Bose's from Grand Island to get to practice on time.
0: Yeah, it gives them plenty of time to get in, change, whatever. Yeah. And
1: there, then there's really when we have um issues with with grades or kids not um finishing homework on time or you know that type of thing, we have an hour and hour and fifteen minutes built into our program where they can get the help right after school that they need, right, and uh, so that really hasn't been an issue. Good. So that this starting later has always has been a blessing for us.
0: Good, good, good. Um, what was the tra- what was transferring like? What was your first impression of Green Island when you first got there as a J- as a JV coach?
1: Um, there was only there there really wasn't any JV wrestlers. Like there you was, said, it was pretty it was pretty low in was, that regard. There was two. Okay. And um, one of them was. Uh, I want to say, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. They, <laughs> neither one of them made it. Okay. So we finished the year with eleven kids, and eleven kids went to sectionals. Right. And um, so the JV was basically, I would go to a tournament with two kids, and easy uh, day. Yeah. Easy was, day. Easy day. <laughs> and it was a quick day because right. really, neither one of them were super interested. Right. Um. Well, I take that back. All right, now it's coming. Now I've got it, is one of those kids was Zach Breeden. Oh. One of those kids was Zach Breeden. The other person quit. Okay. And Zach was in and out of our varsity lineup due to we only had 11 kids. Right. But, I mean, mostly out. So we kept him alone for – I would go to JV tournaments with him and another kid named Chris. Okay. And Chris quit and didn't come back, and Zach – Stuck it out, and then pretty pretty damn good career too. If you do, if I say so. Well, I can remember being at the JV tournament as a um, when he was a freshman, and talking to his parents, I said, you know, he had done MMA his whole um, upbringing and wrestled for a year on modified, and kind of tried to tie those sports together. But his freshman year, when he started to become more serious, he had two three kids in the room that were real quality uh, wrestlers around his weight class. So he got better quick. He just had some um, mistakes that he made consistently because in MMA if you're being taken down you want to be in a clinch position. Yeah, kind of on your back. Yeah, right, right, right. So he would pull people on top of him Mm. out of habit as a freshman but man, he went from being I want to say like 5 and 15 on varsity as a freshman to the next year, he flipped it completely and was like twenty and six, and missed, <sighs> missed the uh, went to sectionals. Had a did great, you know. Like he had a great. He just flipped the switch. He went to power cats with Max. Uh, every time it was open, went to probably got thirty off season matches in. So he pretty much he bought in. He, he bought in, and he kind of him and Max kind of set the tone. That was my first first year coming into varsity and him and max uh followed what i would call an off-season program i mean they started it right and the next year it went from having two kids involved to having six kids involved you know like steven bachman jay breeden danny emblage jaquan johnson all these kids said okay i'm gonna follow their lead and we're gonna. We're they gonna brought do this. in
0: more kids and more kids, yeah, which is really cool. Uh, had, I mean, going into that that first season as your head coach, uh, what what did you take with you from your experiences at Loopport as what um, not only as a as a assistant coach but also as a wrestler like under under the prices? Like, was there was there certain elements or very important things that you brought with you? Um, well, from them to Grand
1: Island, I think that the um, the drilling. Session that we did at Luport on a clock, meaning that um, it was a remote control clock that every whatever move you were drilling, you would do it for thirty seconds and you 'd flip partners or or you would alternate and do it for a minute whatever whatever the times may be um, i didn 't do that in high school. we did everything on a whistle okay I, I thought that um, I thought the way uh, it was run when I was a coach was. Was the right way to do things.
0: I loved it. when I when I did my year there. I was very impressed. It reminded me because uh, it reminded me, Izzy didn't do the same exact thing. It was it was a very unique experience, but the drilling was very old school. Um, I felt It had an old school like vibe to it. If that makes any sense. Uh, the year prior to me coaching at Leuport, uh Gene Cola, you know, it was with Niagara Falls. Gene yeah. Cola, had very little different philosophy. Um, nothing wrong with that. But I felt like when we were at Loopport I was like, wow, this is this is grinding like this is hard like fought like wrestling drilling and 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 some of the other the freestyle stuff that coach edwards would eventually like bring about and 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 whatnot there was a lot to this this drilling it was really well done
1: i thought that um hoover ran a a tight ship as far as there was no um there was no time to screw around right and um and that's that's one thing I stole from Hoover for sure is that our, our drill sessions are not the same, not the same. We have different um, emphasis than he did. And uh, yeah, it was just there. I think that when you have clock management and you manage your time and you, you might not need three hours of practice, right? If you are just managing your time and, you know, maintaining one minute breaks and kids bringing water bottles instead of taking the drinking fountain, it's, when you put that stuff together and you say, "Okay, guys, it's we can either do it an hour and a half or two hours. It's your choice." Right, right. You know, I really don't care. I'm going to be here until seven, anyways. So. <laughs> and they, you know, they 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 appreciate it. They'll work hard for an hour and a half, and they love it. I mean, it's, right. So I stole that. Um, uh, I think that me and DJ have uh, uh, we have similar philosophies, too. I think that DJ and I's careers have almost mirrored each other because we were both JV coaches for the same amount of time, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you guys both took over head coach. Maybe, there might be like a year difference. Right. It might be like a year difference, yeah.
1: But it's very it's very much the same timing, and I think DJ and I have spent a lot of time together over the past years, and uh, very similar, just stud- kid first. Right. Kid first. And I think that, you know, that, uh, that says a lot about... I can
0: I can definitely see that correlation. I can definitely see that see that comparison. He does speak highly of you. I'm sure you know this, yeah. but um, I, I can definitely see the connection. You guys have like this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like a newer interpretation of how to coach wrestling. Sure, um, I, I agree with that. Yeah,
1: and just kid kid first. Right, kid centered. Let's uh, at the end of the day, how I felt about my wrestling program and my career as a as a wrestler. I would love uh, – I'd love for kids to feel the same way I do. Right. And that is – you just – as a coach, you got to steer the ship properly. And, yes. You know, <laughs> got to make it positive. <laughs> That's really.
0: true. That is true. I can agree with that. Um, so you said your first year head coaching, there were still pretty light numbers. Yeah. How did you get – how did you manage that year?
1: Um, it was uh, – it was – fairly simple. I, I had a different coach than I had uh, with me. I had Matt Daniels, okay, a super successful wrestler from uh, Niagara-Wheatfield. Yep. And uh, he came in, and for a big dude, he could really... Uh, he was a, a pretty successful technician. Right. And so um, we added a whole lot of stuff to our drill sessions, and we added a whole lot of things that, um, that he was better versed in and he was uh, it was a great coach to have around for that year Um, the following year uh, Steve Liebler came in about two weeks into the season and Steve has taken it to a much different level he's He's very intense he's he's very he's a very intense guy he he intimidates me sometimes (laughs) but to be honest but to be honest he holds the same values that i do and we hold we both hold them dear let's let's make this fun it's not about the it's not about the best kid on your team it's about the not best kid on your team how do we make that person have fun with this sport so it's not just a daily grind we gotta make making relationships and making a making it fun is it's a challenge, and I think that Steve is, that's, he's stepped up. Good that's in that. Awesome.
0: Th- that's been the coolest thing, like, to watching your your community of, of coaches that you guys all, like, you guys all think very similar. You're all on the same page. And if, like, I mean, it, it as a unit, it's important because if one of you drifts one ways, the kids start getting a little divided. They'll pick favorite coaches, and everybody's got to f- f- kind of rest on the same morals and
1: philosophy. Well, I, it. That is awesome. When a kid has a favorite coach, to me, that's awesome. Okay, and I'm and I'm super psyched when it's. I, I really, I don't want to know if I. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. And I, and I could say that like uh, over the past years, like the room gets, they all like each other's. They all like the other coach, uh, other coaches for whatever reason, or what whatever whoever they choose for whatever reason. They gravitate towards one person, but I think that we have enough personality between the four of us to, uh, we can service right. each person with, you know, just good coaching. You
0: and guys compliment each other very nicely. Uh, so you said the second year you start, you guys start to get a little bump in the numbers. The second or third yeah, year?
1: We're, um, when Steve came in, um, we had a uh, a couple quality wrestlers, but nobody, zach was our our um project Zach was our project and max had uh max he had graduated he had graduated when Steve started but um so he was already coaching with us he came in right after high school good and um I don't know it's just those four guys I've grown real close with we just had a – we just had a, a meal at my house uh, last week. I oh, cooked. did you? I, I cooked for them. <laughs> good. Yeah. What'd you make? Nice. What'd you make? I made uh, fajitas. Ooh. Yeah, fajitas off my uh, my Blackstone. <sighs> you ever, have you seen those things yet? I, I think I have. It's a flat top grill. <sighs> oh, man. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> e boys eating good. Yeah. That's good. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's how we
1: roll. <laughs> they got to eat, right? You might have well, to. Might as well eat good.
0: That's right. That's damn right uh so, so i mean what what's like changing here what what, what triggered because obviously um you know you're you're taking over there's a obviously a you know a it's not a coincidence or maybe it is coincidental that you're taking over and then you start drawing in you know these big numbers what what, what do you think is, is happening what's the turnaround
1: um i don't know we had some success we had some success And, um, I think that the kids would see us in the weight room and, uh, you know, coach Steve, myself and coach Z and Max, we'd be in the weight room with four or five wrestlers in the off season. And we'd have like a workout Monday. I'd be making programs for kids. And then all of a sudden they would see you there and like, well, if these guys, if this group of guys is here for four or five kids in June on a Friday, right. They must be pretty cool, I think <laughs> so to be honest like I think that uh we had like kids just kind of pop up out of the woodwork you know like kids that weren't gonna wrestle we had a we had a kid when um Zach Breen was a senior we had a kid that came out his name was Tyrone chillis he I was ahead remember him him and uh Jaquan would both weigh two twenty I remember I do remember him and yep they were um they would flip-flop back and forth to see who was going to wrestle 220. And Tyrone Chilis was the oldest wrestler in New York State. He was born on the cutoff date. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so we weren't even sure if he was going to be able to wrestle, he had, but he had already played football. Right, right. So we so should have been good, yeah. So we should have been good, but I I mean, I, I like to be 100% sure, so I made the phone calls, made sure everything was okay, and uh, he was... Great addition. He wrestled for one year. Great time. And he ends up coming out as a – he showed up in practice this year not to wrestle, just to say he was doing fine. Right. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's the, that's the type of experience that I think that that kids talk about. That's what they want.
0: Exactly. Uh, you know? Make things feel personable, and they'll come back to you. Uh, so I think next step really is is you getting – you helping Zach get the states right I think he's the ne- that's the next big stage in your coaching career
1: yeah that was a it was quite a project because you know Zach uh, if the things that you could say about Zach Breeden and I know you know him fairly well yeah Zach is the hardest working kid that I've ever had in a room when in between his uh, junior and senior year he wrestled 55 matches <sighs> 55. I mean, that's, that's dedication. That's, that's dedication. Yeah. and he had like, and he had like forty-five. Like he wrestled in a, a year's time, probably 110, 120 matches. Good for him. And he uh, sought out guys that were going to make him better. Wrestled in, uh, wrestled in every tournament. He wrestled with at Power Cats. I can remember.
0: Yeah, I remember going there a couple times. Uh, it might have been before his freshman year, and he was, he was rolling around with uh, Ange. Yes, him and like, Andrew just beat him up.
1: He's like, "Yeah, I love this." He, yep. was, he was really excited, but he was learning. You know, the, and that's the thing is, like, I can tell you a little quick story about him wrestling with Ange. And Ange was uh, an intimidating fellow, yep, a great wrestler, and he wasn't really as a no-nonsense type guy.
0: That's true. And, and this is Angelo Melvin Studio for the yeah. listeners, uh, just so you guys know who
1: we're talking about. And so Zach had grown into a a larger individual. I think he was weighing around a little over two hundred pounds in the off season, right. And he, uh, and Angelo was probably a little, probably around the same size. So they would practice together and practice and Angelo's would, would clean him. Yeah. And, uh, Angelo had one speed. He's like, I'm a hundred percent in <laughs> at, and we're going to go. And I remember Zach, uh, wincing once. And I remember telling him, I said, you know, if you show emotion, he's going to be like a ty- He's going to be like a shark. Yep. If you show emotion, I go, that might be one of your chinks in the armor. You might be looking for a referee to help you out. You might be looking at uh, your buddy in the wrestling room and saying, hey, that was too much. Um, He'll respect you more if you go after it. If you stand up and don't let it bother you, fake it if you have to. And we talked about it, and I remember uh, he's like, really? And I go, yeah, it's okay. He's not going to hit you. (laughs) <laughs> you know he's not going to hit you this is <laughs> wrestling when you guys are clubbing each other in the head when you guys are going for it uh let him fly right like you, like you would in a match and he's like okay and and he got he he got tons better. Angela was a blessing,
0: yeah, no without yeah. he d- he's done a lot of good things for a lot of the the wrestler at least uh this kind of this most recent generation just yeah. putting in the time at power cats. He's very because I mean I knew him from high school, but he was, I was when he came home and I seen him teaching kids. I was like, man, he's really good at breaking stuff down. He's very meticu- like meticulous. Sure. Uh, everything has to be like perfect. Yeah, he uh, like and he, he would break down hand. the smallest movements too. Yeah. I, forget, I think we were doing something with like an uh, some some dude with like an arm drag setup. and he would be like, okay, first you're gonna start off like this, and then he had the kids go back, break down that part, make sure it was crispy clean. Like every little maneuver that you had to do, he broke it down, and and you know. Guys like Breeden definitely benefited from that. Sure.
1: And, you know, Max was there, too, that um, the year before, and it was a shame that he hurt his, uh, hurt his shoulder a his senior year. And basically he – I don't know if you know this about him, but his shoulder popped out of joint his senior year. Max did? Yes. Oh, I did four, not know that. Fourteen times. What? Fourteen times. First match of the year he was wrestling um, Bill Plotz's son. Okay. And they were – uh, I would say nearly equal wrestlers, nearly equal. They were both pretty. They were both very good, and um, Max's shoulder came out of joint, and he, uh, I put my hands on just the shoulder to f- see if I could feel it, and sure, sure enough, it was, it was not properly seated, Ooh. and so he's in the middle He always wear a mouthpiece because he had some teeth issues so he's in the middle he's not talking to me properly he's not nothing's coming out right and then all of a sudden it just click it's back in finishes the match and um i'm kind of feeling around jeff our trainer is feeling around on his shoulder and he goes yeah there's there's some movement in there and i said okay i go can we agree that whatever damage is done is already done And he goes, "It's not going to get any worse than it is now, right? Because it was already stretched out beyond belief." (sighs) And um, so Jeff, uh, a real kid-minded guy, like he's not not interested in pulling people off if they if if they can if they can. So Max toughed it out, and he walked up to his mom and said, "I think I'm going to still, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish what I started." Right. And his mom said, "You know what? You want to be a man." make man decisions yep. and he finished the year yeah i love max he you got, have no idea how hell, much i love cr- max i mean me too <laughs> me too it's uh it's gonna be different this year i know that, yeah i don't know if you if he's told you he yet. told
0: he's actually gonna help me out yeah, here on occasion which right. is which i'm very excited for but yeah it's uh i know it was a tough decision he was like he was teetering he was like oh it, it was tough for him All yeah right.
1: and it's it, this, this is everything and i really and i i can appreciate that about him he's a great individual yes so he's he uh, him and max max and and, uh zach started this ball rolling in the positive direction good and then people like jay and danny and mark nicoletti and uh jack randall when he was younger these people started to surface adam dagestani joins our squad like everybody's just started to kind of say okay i'm buying into the program even connor kenny Came to off-season practices. B-licks. B-licks. Yeah, I mean, you on the line. One f-
0: thing after another. Right. It's, it's like it's cool because it, like every year, there's always somebody. You know, I know uh, like this like, oh, it's It might be a down year, but you guys are always like you're you're at that phase where you're just reloading with guys. Now it's not like re- you don't have to rebuild.
1: It you no, reload. I, I don't think we're going to have a down year. I right. think We're going to be competitive. It's just not going to be. It might not be top five. But, right. But I mean, if we're if we're fighting to get in the top ten, and there's still reason to fight, there's still reason to go out there and battle. Yeah, and I'm a, I think we're going to be just fine. That's all. That, as that's long the, as there's a reason.
0: That's right. That's the right attitude to have. Um, but I mean, yeah. So I think w- before Breeden, who was the last sectional champ for you guys, was it?
1: Before Breeden. Was it like in the eighties? It was probably um, Lee Schuster.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Lee Schuster. He went with me. Um, that's right. That's what it was. Um, but before that, I think it was, it was. It had been a long time.
1: There was a. This is before me. There was Jake. Jake Roberts. Okay. And um, Chris Chohoski, and there was one other in there. And then before that, it was uh, Nick Rostelli. So they had. They hadn't had a ton of um, sectional champs, outside of. You know, maybe maybe five or six over the course of twenty years. Right. So it was. Um, and how many have you sent in your
0: tenure? Total. I know there's been a few. I don't. I'm not, oh, you're not. You're not a numbers I'm guy. Not a you're not a numbers, numbers guy. guy. Max
1: would have to be here for that. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Our, but but it's been
0: people. a lot. It's been like sure. you're you're finding yourself at the state tournament every year. Yeah. You're, yeah. For sure. Uh, probably what every year for the last four or five
1: seasons. Yeah. Um, I think I missed one. Okay. I missed one, but uh, that's okay. Whatever you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out. We have a uh, um I still think we've got a shot with three or four kids this year and Good. I got like one guy uh Nick Massaro, is our 99 pounder last year. He's working his tail off. He just came back from a camp in Missouri. Okay. And I just I'm super impressed. I'm super <laughs> impressed with him and the way his family uh handles him. It's, it takes a it takes a full family to build a, a great wrestler.
0: No, that's 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 a good point. Full family, and and you guys have a really just a really good family atmosphere. That's why I think I, I respect so much about your guys' culture. You get you find a way to get like the parents really invested too. I feel like you you've like since you've taken over, you've had a lot of parents kind of just offering as much as they can do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our tournaments run basically by our parents, um, and it's uh, it's a team dual tournament, and you know, so it's not a it's not it's it's not hard to run whatsoever. It's just the parents do a lot of it and. I couldn't do without, like, uh, people like um, Mrs. Nicoletti, uh, Mrs. Bielik. Right. You know, these people have showed up and saved the day for a lot of times, and, <laughs> you know, I thank them. You right. Know? Now it's Mr. Massaro is stepping in, like a lot of moms and dads. Again,
0: you know? just like your your wrestlers, it's been like this chain reaction of parents Mr. just Mr. kind of buying in.
1: Mr. Miller is at every every time I I ask for parent help, there is... I never really have a problem
0: Plethora of it That's awesome That's so important Yeah uh, It does help the You know Your team You know Just keep stay in the right direction Sure um, Alright So we're about to Close up in a little bit Just a couple questions For you um, So your Let's start with this Your favorite memory As uh, head coach At Green Island Favorite memory It can be behind the scenes In the coaching chair uh, Maybe through Maybe spiritually Through another wrestler Maybe favorite memory all right. You want the funny one or the...
1: I'll give you the funny one. Okay. All right. So it's one of my first years at... Uh, and we are wrestling Lakeshore at um, St. Francis Duels. And I, uh, I'm leaning back in a chair, in a cheap chair, like probably, probably this chair right here, this exact <laughs> style of chair. I'm leaning back, and I'm not, the, I'm not a small guy in any sense. And um, the chair... Like, not just breaks, it disintegrates. <laughs> it disintegrates. It, like, explodes. And and in the middle of the match? Yeah, in the middle of the match. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was actually, I think, Jay Breeden was wrestling okay. Freddie Eccles. Oh, oh wow. And um, you, you know what it feels like. I mean, you're a big dude, too. So Yeah, you know it's tough, like, man. And when you break a chair and you're a big dude, it's kind of embarrassing. Were you at Lakeshore, too? We were in St. Francis. Oh, you're at, at St. Fr- oh at, the at duels, the team, team. duels. Yeah. Okay, okay. So... Um, here we are sitting there, the chair breaks, and uh mr mr Eccles, I've had a mild like we've talked before, we're not friends, but we're not like it we we get along. yeah, so um, he's sitting across from the mat in the bleachers, and I basically the chair disintegrates, I do a a complete backflip and roll roll right back up to my feet, and uh mr Eccles. St- Leans over and slaps the mat like I just got pinned. And it was about the funniest thing ever because my whole team, my whole team howling, even Jay on the mat was howling. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was just a funny situation. So I, and it's uh, a tough one too. We all know the caliber of Freddie, and we know the caliber yeah, of Jace. That's yeah. a big match. It wasn't at the time. It wasn't a big match at the time. Okay, they were they both wrestled off season together, and right? The, and right. they were buddies and what have you. But it was uh, a strange situation, <laughs> and I had wiped out, rolled, landed on my feet, and uh, it was just a funny, funny movement. <laughs> move. <laughs> moment. You know that was my. Uh, funny that's a funny tough story. one
0: that's, that's a tough one to top
1: yeah it was good though what's your
0: good. what's your serious one we'll do
1: your serious one Um, well s- sending my like the the first kid to the state meet that had been it had been a long time coming for Grand Island yeah and having Zach like uh, like knowing that my the style of coaching that I was doing worked
0: yeah I, that's such it was, an it's a justification
1: it was, I needed it and it was awesome you know it was an awesome situation, so that was really cool. And uh, since then, there's been about a dozen more of those. Right. And but that was just my first one. So okay.
0: Cool. No, that's 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 important. Um, let's see. Here's one. Uh, a coach that has pushed you to be a better coach, like active, like actively, like right now. A coach that has really challenged you. Um, maybe an, an opposing coach or whatever it may be.
1: Well, I can say the. Um, Lancaster is the team that we've wanted to beat the most, right? And um, Ronnie Lorenz is. Uh, we've ended up being great friends off the mat and during matches. It's it doesn't really matter how we feel about each other. <laughs> we're, we we want to win, right? But Ronnie has pushed me to become better and um, have very opposite styles. You know, like my style is, hey, we're gonna everything's positive, everything's doing this, and and it's it's different in Lancaster. Yeah. So he's pushed me in a way, but you know, I uh, I've I'm. I'm pretty good at listening and um not for nothing. Joe Scapoletti doesn't coach anymore, but right. we're all familiar with him. Yes. And um he's very knowledgeable. Yes. He's very. very knowledgeable and his his opinion counts to me. So that was a uh I, I listen to what he says and you know, I agree with some of it and don't agree with some of it, but I've taken I've taken his opinion and, and run with a lot of things and and he's been a, a he's been a, a good leader for our area. Good.
0: No, I like Scaps a lot. I, I I want him on the show. We we had something. We were trying to get something going like last year. It didn't pan out. But um, no, I, I respect scaps. It's I like that answer a lot. Uh, and here for this for any maybe wrestlers coming into the season, even though you know COVID's going on right now. What what's what's like your what are your expectations out of your, of your kids every year when you, they come in? In uh, well, let's see wrestling like late October, early November. What's
1: what's your expectations? Well. For this upcoming season, my, um, my big concentration is, and it's, like I said earlier, it's not a down year. Yeah. We just are going to be competing for something different. And um, my big hurdle is I'd like, to have, I'd like to have over 30 kids in the room. And I've uh, made the effort, reached out to all of our Modified wrestlers uh, at least once now. I've, I've talked to every parent from Modified at least once and explained to them... Uh, what we do, and how they can stay in touch with us. And, you know, just basically opening the door to communication. And um, so my goal, if, if if we get somewhere around 30 kids, that that would, my goal would have already been achieved. Right. And, and there's a reason for that, because we, we're not graduating a lot of seniors this year. How many do you have, roughly? Um, I would, I think that we only have one varsity senior. Okay. And... I could be wrong, but it's one of the best positions to be in. Yeah, and he's and he's uh, he's a great wrestler himself. He's got a real shot at um, finishing strong, right. assuming the season goes uh, the way I expect it to. And you know, he's got a real shot at doing some damage good at the sectional in the sectional finals. Good. And you know, with his placements in the past, I believe Jake Miller has a, a real shot, and that's uh, and that's huge for our seniors. You know, like it gives it gives a, a a realistic goal for young people right you know so it's just a, he's had a great career and every year he's gotten a little bit better and last year I think he took a huge step and I expect the same this year he's he's huge now he's he wrestled uh uh 145 during the season and he's last time I saw him he was 178 <sighs> so that hoplite trainer. that coach hoplite growth spurt. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a mentality, you know? Yeah. Lift weights, eat, enjoy yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. You, know? you got kids doing that. That's that's really important. Uh well coach, thank you so much for right. taking the time yeah, out of your sure. day. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad we finally got to speak with you. Um I think Max was supposed to be up here. He might have texted me during. No, he did not. He was talking about coming up here and uh, and and interviewing you as well. But uh, regardless, I'm glad you'd I'd be. I'd be curious to
1: find out what he would ask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it'd be a part of it. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. would uh, Be a lot of fun. But uh, I like this was this is great. This is a long time coming. I know we've talked about it in the past, and like I said, I'm glad glad to get to see the new office space yeah, uh, awesome. that I got. So it's I'm pretty-
1: gonna have to make a. Have to make a donation in here. I'm all for it, man. you Got to get some Steelers things in here. I so. do.
0: It's a lot of blue. It's yeah. a lot of blue. Yeah. Colts pride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um. Well, thank you, Coach. Right on. It's uh. A list- blast. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad. Listeners, you know, wrestlers, coaches. I want to talk with you guys. All right. So you know, there's there's all sorts of ways we can communicate. So please get a hold of me. Uh. You can. Email me at section six cast. That's section the number six wrestlecast at gmail.com. and uh, let's set something up. I'm supposed to talk with uh, is it Dakota? I think it's Dakota Gardner next week. We're supposed to be in touch. Um, there's a lot of gardeners, so it's easy to get them mixed up. There's there's just everywhere they're just all over the place uh so, so so one of the the gardeners that starts with a d we're supposed to talk to i think it's dakota we're supposed to talk to him next week um but we have a lot more stuff to plan also don't forget uh next saturday august 8th is the uh, western new york podcon showcase and i will be going live uh on our facebook page we have a new facebook page if you're part of the old one it's not there anymore we have a new one uh i'm gonna do a history history Section 6 wrestling retrospective I'm going to look back at the 03-04 season uh, That was the first season that the division split up Large school and small school And I want to kind of look at old tournaments Stats and, and all that fun stuff So uh, make sure you tune in We are going at uh, 12.30 I want, to, I want to say I think it's 12.30 So make sure you tune in to the Facebook page uh, When that happens But uh, thank you so much for listening everybody Till next time uh, This has been another wonderful episode of the Section 6 Wrestlecast this thing, tighten up, come here, alright guys, Here's the situation, two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown, we got to drive 75 yards, alright, we can do this thing, I believe in each and every one of you, but real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday with various co-hosts and different themes every day?